0: Hello guys, and welcome back to The Paranormal Dude. As always, I'm your host, Caleb Persinger, and this is The Paranormal Dude Podcast, your headquarters for all things spooky. So let's uh, get right into it and start the podcast. Alright guys, so our first subject, we will be going over die Glock, or the bell Um, and basically, what this thing was, is, it was a, a, a giant bell-shaped, cylinder-shaped, in a shape of bell-shaped, sort of wonder weapon. Let me look at my notes here. Uh, they had a certain name for those weapons. They called them, uh, Wunderoth. Wunderoth. Uh, that stands for wonder weapon. Um... And they were supposed to be weapons of mass destruction and of supernatural origin. And this is one called the Bell. And uh it's referenced in um in a two thousand book uh by I'm not really saying his right name his last name correctly, Wintukowiska Winniewska. Uh he's a Polish guy. Um he wrote a book called Zero Point. And uh he claims to know all this information. That's where I'm getting off of. Um, and so, basically, what this thing would do with this this machine supposedly had anti gravity technology. Um, so everything, if it was in this room, everything in this room right now, the to the thing I'm filming on, the computer I'm filming on, to the mic I'm recording with even to me it would lift up off of the ground and uh just float off until you turn the machine off and then everything comes crashing down um and so what well, what this was is essentially they're thinking it was a a early attempt at a uh a UFO of a flying saucer of, of sorts. And, uh, this is where it kind of gets a little interesting here. Um, it says here, I'm looking at my notes here. It says that in this, uh, this book, um, there's a possibility that, um, that a, uh, a German scientist, um, uh, called Hans Kammler. uh, he traded this die glock machine to the US military, um, in, in exchange for his freedom after the war. And so this is where a lot of people are thinking that the US military that's what they have at area fifty one. At least that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe that's what they have at Area fifty one. Maybe that's what everyone's seeing is this die glock machine. Um... Because think about it. Let's think about it. L- let me look this up here. I'm my own researcher, too, so... When was the Oswald crash? Roswell crash. If you guys don't know, there was a crash in Roswell, And it, uh... It was really the first, like, known instance of a... Of a paranormal... Of a UFO. In the world, Really. Look right here, Roswell it. nineteen forty-seven. That was, if my math is correct, World War Two was over within forty-five. And uh, let me fact check here. When did World War Two end? September first, World War Two, nineteen oh thirty-nine, thirty-nine. And when did we? When did we just say it was? Roswell crash, forty. Okay. Yes, yes. So the Roswell incident was uh, a fair amount of years after the end of World War II. So it is a a possibility that the U.S. was uh, flying this Die glock uh, machine and using its anti-gravity techniques to test out a new form of a flying saucer or whatever. And uh, that's where this Roswell incident came from, this Area 51 sort of situation. And, uh, yeah. So I think that's uh, about the end of our first section, right into the next section. All right, guys. The next segment here is, uh goes into a little bit of the urban legend myth area of World War II. Cue the scary music. All right, it's playing now. So, essentially, our next topic is the werewolves of what? London? No. The werewolves of Germany, Eastern Germany to be exact. Now there are. My light just my light was just going in and out. That's kind of weird. Now there are confirmed cases of what was an operation werewolf. Uh, it was sort of like a guerrilla warfare type tactic towards the end of the war. didn't quite work. It was used by the Germans. It didn't quite work. But within that, there was actual um, sort of a spook factor to this whole werewolf thing. It says right here, there was a, an intelligence officer, uh, Frank Manrell. And he he would see the symbol towards the end of the war. Uh, carved onto caves and into the sides of, like, brick uh, buildings and stuff. And it was uh, sort of a uh, I'm looking here. a line intersected by another line, sort of like a little hook on the end. And he thought maybe, perhaps, it was just a, a, a poorly drawn swastika, which was, if you don't know, the symbol for um the uh the third regime um during World War two. And he thought that maybe it was just people who were trying to draw it, but they couldn't really draw it. Well it was very it was very interesting go out to these caves and he would find these things and he started thinking well look these guys aren't going to go out here in these caves and draw some swastikas for no reason they're not going to do that there's no what, what are they going to do that for well here's the thing So here's the thing, and this is where it gets dark. My theory here, in theories deriving from um, multiple different um, sites, multiple different types of things, essentially what I'm thinking is these werewolves were were real. These were real werewolves, and that it was sort of a, a backfire of like an experimental sort of. They were trying to make a super soldier, I believe. Uh, a World War Two German super soldier, and they were they were trying to probably create some sort of serum to enhance their muscles, or perhaps enhance you know their cognit cognitive thinking. I'm dyslexic, people, so don't get on my case about my mispronunciation there. I think they they pumped them all full of experimental drugs. And some of those drugs maybe had implements of maybe wolf DNA, because wolves run in packs. They follow their leader. Um, they're they're they can also survive on their own very well. they are lone wolves as well. Uh, they're very smart thinking. They're very strong, powerful creatures. And so that's what I'm thinking. Hitler is thinking. I think he was saying, "Hey, we got to get these super, super uh." superhumans out here. Yeah, what, what that ended up happening is he made this horrid sort of looking creature he wanted to keep it under wraps kind of a little quiet because he didn't want his people so, you know, German propaganda World War Two propaganda all that stuff and so he didn't want his people thinking that his streets were ran ra- run rampant with werewolves that he created. And so I'm thinking this is where these, these sort of werewolf-type creatures come from towards the end of the war. And I think that's what these these battalion of men, I think that's where what they captured, was these, these werewolf creatures. That's what they encountered. Well, that's the end of our second section. On to our third and last section. All right, guys, our last section here is about... To, Italy it's about our Italian folklore from World War 2 Now in Italy at the time of World War 2 it was very complicated but uh, for most of the war they sided well sided I suppose you could say it was Nazi occupied German occupied um Italy so was it forceful was it not forceful that's all to debate but they they were occupied by Germans, but they were an easy target for Americans, uh, cause it was cl- it was closer to the coast than Germany was, so they could get more of their planes over there. And essentially, that's what this um this this folklore this I want I want to say c- it's not really a creature; it was more of a uh, well, that's hard to say. I guess you guys can decide. Uh, this next I don't know what to call it. A cryptid. I'm not sure. It w- It's called, this folklore is called, this urban legend is called Pippo. Now, Pippo was a, um, it was supposedly was a death plane, essentially. And uh, essentially, what people, the Italian citizens, uh, when they would go to sleep at night and it was mandatory, they had a curfew, they couldn't be out past, you know, a certain time at night. And they would be in their houses, and they'd be afraid because they would hear this, this howling deaf plane coming down, they'd go, huh? you know, sort of how, how planes go, and. They didn't know if it was American, they didn't know if it was German they didn't know what it was, really, and none of them actually ever saw the plane. They would just hear the plane, and they would know, oh my goodness we're we're going to get bombed. they would get threats they were they were scared they were scared at, at all they were scared all of it because they would get this threatening menacing sound at night keeping them up at night, and they named it Pitbull and uh it 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 yeah it was in, in all the villages across Italy and they didn't know where it was coming from and to this day there's no documented planes like that there were in 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 those villages of Italy there was no documented records at least so perhaps it was a a a secret german uh, you know, aircraft that they were testing out. Perhaps it was a secret American aircraft that they were testing out. Perhaps it was a interrogation strategy that, uh, that the Germans put in place, maybe, to sort of psychologically mess with the Italian people. Perhaps it was a, a st- psychological strategy that the Americans implemented. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I couldn't tell you the answer. But I know for sure that, I mean, on numerous occasions, I mean, people even wrote here, they even... Uh, official documentations exist of, of this Pippo. This Pippo plane. And these official government things, they're saying, Yeah, people heard this. This was a real thing. But no one can figure it out. There's, there's no actual proof other than people written this in it. Um, perhaps it was a, 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 a psychological effect uh, that the pressure had on them with the war. Um, perhaps it was a cryptid, perhaps, a sort of a cryptid that would feed off of their fear. Um, it was a, That's a possibility. I mean, anything's really a possibility here. And, uh, so, yeah, guys, I mean, that's pretty much, uh, that's pretty much the end of the podcast here. If you're wondering, well, what's up, um, with the background today? Yeah, that's right. I added the paranormal. It says paranormal right there. For the background, I mean, guys, let me g- let you, g- you guys let me know if it's good or if it's bad. I want to know from you guys. Um, so, yeah, other than that, uh, go check out the website. Uh, I've been posting recently behind the scenes, a little behind the scenes pictures, and and in in depth look of how I make the podcast. And uh, so yeah, go check it out, and uh, let me know what episode content you guys want coming your way. I can comment on the uh, website too. I highly suggest you go check out the website. It's uh, linked in the description as always, uh, but it's you can also find it by searching up www dot dude dot com slash wordpress dot com, and uh, just go over there, check it out, and as always, stay vigilant because the paranormal is always happening.